0: Welcome to the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. Asbury Park Vibes is dedicated to sharing information about the live music scene in the Asbury Park area, as well as the bands who've traveled through. Asbury Park Vibes can be found on the web at asburyparkvibes.com, where you will find music reviews, photographs, and interviews of the music we find engaging, interesting, and enjoyable. We thank you for tuning in, downloading, or just stumbling upon our podcast. Hi everybody, it's Diane DeMemo from Asbury Park Vibes sitting here today with Anya and Patrick from The Well Wish, a Long Branch band uh, that has recently Um, had some changes to their lineup. They're going to tell us all about what they've been up to. Welcome, you two. Thank you for joining me. the well wish uh, where where you're located uh, what your lineup is today and how the band came about
1: okay I mean I guess we'll we'll go back and forth so okay. we are located in uh, West Long Branch so that's mm-hmm. where we live together and mm-hmm. um, the band was formed in 2014 and we've been through we've been through a transition you know we found recently we have some really great players who are playing with us and um, Unfortunately, they can't be with us right now because of quarantine. Um, But yeah, do you want to add anything about?
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, we've been a band since what, 2014? We had different players, like Anya said, Um, and then we kind of took a break uh, Mm -hmm. and some songwriting and some duo kind of gigs. We had a, a baby girl. The same time, and then we started getting the bug of uh, getting that band back together. So, uh, you know, we put some feelers out there, and the uh, the band we have now is excellent. We have a violinist, uh, a really great bass player, and a very awesome drummer. So it's it's really exciting. Unfortunately, because of the quarantine and the pandemic, we uh, we're going full steam ahead, and then psh, here we are.
0: Right. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about your background, the two of you. Um, Did you meet um, as individual musicians and uh, became a couple after you started playing together? How did that all come about?
1: We met working at a music school together. And um, we were, it was really funny because we were both put on, we have similar personalities, I think. We were put on kids' birthday parties and um, teaching the rock bands to the teenagers together and um and i had a band at the time and patrick was a part of that band as well and then the music kind of evolved and we started to come up with our own music together and um and so it was music before couple okay yes.
0: All right and um, tell me a little bit, just so that we all know, um, obviously you are the vocalist, but um, now Patrick, what do you play and what, what are the names of your other band members now? And what do they play?
2: So I play guitar and uh, E.J. Luna is the drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prosh Singh is the bass player and Rebecca Stickler is the violinist.
0: Okay, all right. And you, um, that that's a wonderful, uh, tapestry of instruments that you have there, which uh, lends to your beautiful sound, by the way. I've really been enjoying your music, been listening to it. Um, So tell me, um, you had, um, you describe your music as like indie rock with soulful blues and alternative stylings. Um, What musical influences or experiences in, you know, your previous years have led you to embrace rock and blues in your music? Where does that love of that genre come from? um
2: for me personally uh just the love of all types of music uh like the genres that you mentioned rock blues folk um i think in an early age personally i was fed all of that and uh started playing guitar and just digesting all of that great music and kind of like you know using that as the catalyst for something that i put out there um and then meeting anya You know, with her type of uh, vibe and sound and musical background, it kind of like meshed this really cool, um, I guess, I don't know, landscape of music.
0: Right, right. Now, you know, going back to your, you know, formative years, both of you had music as a big part of your lives. Like, did you come from musical families or uh, was this something that you came to later in life with music?
1: Well, for me, I, um, I'd always sang. So singing was something that I did in high school in college and then, um, but in terms of writing music and being, and being able to play an instrument, that was fairly new. So I would say me personally, I came into the whole musician piece later in life. And, and I have to say like, I didn't think I was capable. I I didn't think that that was something that I could do. And, um, with the push of you know starting out with some friends doing some cover stuff and being encouraged um i was telling patrick earlier today that um i do well when there's something to work towards and i remember i was doing cover music with a friend and my friend was having a graduation party and i said i want to have original music for this you know i want to have original music and i started writing then and um in terms of, uh, I, I play guitar and piano, but that was something that I took up later in life because I realized how hard it was to rely on other people as a singer, to be able to, um, you know, I could do it anywhere. I could sit in my house and I could accompany myself playing whatever I wanted. So um, all of this is so new. And just to go to your last question real quick about in- influences. Um, it's so hard to peg, and we talk about this sometimes, who are my influences and who are his. It's what we grew up listening to, obviously, you know, at Motown and um, Paul Simon and Billy Joel and uh, Simon, uh, and uh, Jackson Brown. But then because I came into this later, I'm, I feel like I'm still evolving every time we make music. And so one day we'll be inspired to do a zero seven type song you know, where it's very vibey and you can sit with the lights off and just Mm -hmm. music and and sing and have the melodies go there. And then other days we'll be inspired to do something country-esque. Right. But it's so hard then when you're trying to describe your band, we can describe what our EP sounds like, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited what our next, um, what our next EP or album will be titled like, you know, or the, the genres. Well, that,
0: that was one of my questions for you also is um, now, you know, pre-corona uh, pandemic, uh, you know, we I'm sure you had a lot of plans for the Well Wish. It sounds like you were changing, you're actively, um, you know, changing your lineup and, and kind of forming the band in a new direction. What were your plans at that point when everything came to a halt? And what are you looking to do once restrictions are lifted is it the same goal um before before
2: the uh, (laughs) pandemic and everything we were actually uh having some dates in mind to go and record so our goal was to either do a, a an album uh maybe like 10 or 11 songs um depending on schedules and stuff like that and we were actually in the motions of doing it and booking the actual weeks and going over with the band we were really excited with the new lineup that um, you know, we want to add violin. We want to add some really great textures of our songs. And when that had happened, you know, everything was just put on. A, there's a pause button, I guess we can say. Um, so as of now, we're kind of like you know, trying to figure out a time if it's safe to meet with the group and have some rehearsals and just to get that feeling back that we started having uh, before this pandemic Uh, because it was really great we did a a show our last show was march 8th i believe in -hmm. new york um and i can remember it was you know things started to have that that the talk or the chatter was happening about what was going to happen and um even then we had that discussion like oh should we go in should we do this and i'm glad we did because we uh we played at the bitter end and it it was really fantastic and um it's just kind of like nice to know that hopefully when things calm down and everything's a little safer you know, it will be great to turn those amps on with uh, everybody. You know, and to record again.
0: And recording. Yeah. So, do the two of you, obviously being quarantined together, uh, experiment with different uh, musical, uh, you know, stylings or you know, ideas for another album on your own, and then you, I guess, you're, go- you're going to bring that to the band, or do your bandmates also do some of the writing? Where does the where does the uh,
1: spark come from with your songs? Well we did just get a very cool recording from our bassist who did send us something. So um that was great. Getting outside inspiration is something sometimes really wonderful because being in the house together, you know, we we also both have jobs, like full-time jobs along with the music and then along with the 10-month-old baby. So <clears throat> yeah. in order to um in order to be inspired and motivated, we need to kind of we ne- we need to do it together, you know, and we need to carve out that time and say you know, this is what we're gonna do. You know, we're gonna separate ourselves because to get creative, you need to be in a good space. And the music shifts too. The music shifts when we're when we're feeling a certain way. Sometimes that music we might need. Like the other day, we were working on something for um, demos for a difference, and um, and it was a demo that we had had. But in that moment, that's the song that I think I needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I needed that song just to turn the lights off and just, just to feel, feel the music. So, inspiration is definitely coming, and we haven't gotten anything from anybody else. But I know um, Rebecca has been playing a lot recently, and um, we really just playing with them is inspirational, and it brings us brings more sounds.
2: Yeah, even like the uh, older songs, you know, a couple of years back that we'll we'll present to them. They have ideas and different formats, and they really bring it up another level. Yeah. So uh, what we've been doing too, at times, like individually or something I might go down to, we have a little like little project studio in our basement where I'll just noodle around. Um, and the great thing about technology is you know we could save it on the phone, we could save it on our computer. Um and what we do, what we've done in the past is send them the tracks, just demos. So it is always exciting when they come in with their fresh ideas and perspective on something that, you know it's just kind of lingering so we're excited to get back into that kind of uh i guess routine
0: yes and then um you you mentioned the bass is sending you something but the lyrics specifically do they come from you anya or um
1: do you collaborate the two of you with the lyrics i would say currently the lyrics are coming from me there have been times where and this is what i love i love when patrick will I will force him to sing something i'll say okay now you sing because a melody and a lyric is going to come from the same spot in me but when he sings a melody in a lyric sometimes it's, perf- it's perfect for the song but i would have never thought of it so um so for one i think it was isn't it amazing possibly that's one of our songs um he came up with the line isn't it amazing i think that the world is on fire and i don't know if i'll come home and then I'm able to create a song around that chorus. Mm-hmm. So, um, but also lyrically, another thing, I'm sure you'd get this question, but um, when we play, sometimes um, Patrick will be in the other room and he'll he'll be playing something. We always joke, he knows if I like it, if I start singing to it. That's if true. I don't, I, there's, there's like birds chirping. <laughs> and sometimes words come out and they're just a jumble of, of whatever is going on in there. And mm-hmm. that turns out to be the words of the song. Wow. And they, they mean something, but in that moment, they just happened, you know, and that's really fun. The great collaborative uh, teamwork that you have going there. That sounds like a great process. <laughs> I'm, always,
2: um, I'm always intrigued by how she comes up with these melodies really fast.
1: Mm-hmm. And a
2: lot of times what I would do is, um, if there was something that I had, you know recorded or anything like that um in the past what i would do is
0: actually no no we
1: can't i i read your lips you said can you hear me Uh oh. can you hear me now
0: Mm i don't know what i think the internet i've been the internet has been a little funky lately here where i am so uh every once in a while that happens sorry about that um, no, that's
2: okay. Um, what I was saying was it's really, I chose different words, but it's really cool when she come, on, comes up with like different melodies around mm-hmm. all these different kind of songs or vibes that I have or that I've compiled in the past. And sometimes I'll get excited and say, can you just do me a minute or do me a favor and just put a couple, Look, what do you have? And she'll come up with these melodies that are really cool, um, which inspires me to continue to do like You know, whether it's a folky type song or a little bit of a bluesy song, it's always really cool to see what her spin or take is. Even if I didn't come up with the melody in my own head, it's it's actually it's it's uh, satisfying, I guess. And, she, you know, we're we're here. You know, it's great.
0: Now, Well Wish, where does that name come from? What uh, inspired you to choose that as your band name?
1: I I. I. He could correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that my sister-in-law was pretty instrumental in that one. We mm-hmm. were at dinner one night, and um, and sh- she she said, "What about this name?" And it's funny because that was easy. Um, <laughs> and I said, "Okay, that you know that is a that's a good name." And um, I'm actually a school counselor by day. That's my mm-hmm. day job. And so um, the well wish just seems appropriate I think that we're both loving caring people who really do wish people well Mm -hmm. all the time and so I mean what's funny though is from the EP some of the lyrics you wouldn't think yeah I mean I feel like some of the lyrics can be a little bit dark um Mm -hmm. in some of the some of the songs some of the new songs are very inspirational and um empowering um but I guess well wishes come in all different forms, so. And um, the meaning, obviously, the, uh,
0: that's very meaningful. The band name sounds very meaningful to you. How about some of your past songs and some of your new songs? It sounds like you have a lot in the hopper that's, that you're working on. <laughs> uh, are there any that have specific meaning uh, or special meaning more meaningful to you than others?
2: Um, I, I'll i say personally that, um, I mean, this is just me. Like when our daughter was born, a lot of the songs, even from the past, um, hit me differently, I guess. Um, and when we have performed before the quarantine and stuff, um, it would get right in there, you know, and I'd be like, oh, wow, this is connecting completely different than it used to. Um, you know, so I find that really interesting. Like the, even the lyrical content of the past stuff that we recorded. Um, I would be going on walks and listening to it and they just take on so many different meanings, um, which I find really cool, you know,
1: yeah. I, I would say specifically, um, a lot of female empowering songs, empowerment songs that even came before I was pregnant with a baby girl. And mm-hmm. um, we have one song, uh, higher it's called, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I've got plans to go higher and you know, I, I have a fabulous family, but I grew up in a family with a lot of men. Um, a lot of brothers and to have your voice heard sometimes is difficult and um, I do have to say they listen to me so that is wonderful I love them but when you're younger as a young girl trying to learn what your voice means it it can be hard so um, that song is you know saying if you want if you want them to hear it, you've got to speak loud
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: and um, I've got plans to go higher and so that that one for sure and then um, You know, Lion is the one that's on the EP that also is another female empowerment song it's um you know you can't shut my mouth you know I'm gonna speak I used to be the king of my jungle you Mm -hmm. know so I'm gonna get back there and then the other one on my own you know it's those are other words that just came out actually when when we were in a rehearsal doing them and it's like oh this is a single mother saying you know I'll carry the weight I'll carry the weight of what you left you know and being powerful and strong, I can do this on my own. Um, and then we have another one, uh, um, Here When You Call, which I think is a very guidance counselor song. Um, it's, I'll be here when you call, you know, um, if you try to run and you slip, if you try to jump jump and you trip, you know, I'll be here. And yeah, so just a lot of lot of empowering and sometimes I, I have to make sure we don't border on cheesy or I don't border on cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though recently I've been like, maybe we should just write a kid's album because you can just be a hundred percent cheesy all the time. <laughs> and you can, idea. Right, and you can just come up with these melodies that are just fun and simple and maybe that'll be in the works, who knows.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's interesting that you're talking about female empowerment because covering bands of, you know, for the last few years, female fronted bands are few and far between. Um, you know, and and when you look at the bigger tours and um, festivals and everything, uh, there aren't as many female fronted bands there, um, you know, just because of the number. But I don't. I'm wondering also, is it um, that they are asked less? Like, you know, do the producers um, of these big festivals, do you think, um, you know, kind of gravitate towards the the male fronted bands? Um, because I've heard some female artists talk about wanting to get more representation you know on the big stages and everything. What about the stages that you perform? Do you find that you're embraced as a female fronted band? Is there any difference or or is it a challenge?
1: Uh, well being the female portion of that, um, mm-hmm. I th- I think I feel respected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes I think sometimes certain female bands, there's a rotation, you know, and like, depending on where, depending on where you are, what clique you're involved in or, or not, sometimes what can happen, too, is that the same females get noticed all the time, right? and it's hard to be a new female coming into that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean, you know, and saying, like, I have a voice, too, just because these people are more well-known, you know, I, I think that, um, Possibly male artists are more welcomed into the mix than female artists are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not sure, I have no idea. Um, but just on that, when you were saying that, um, one of my really favorite people is Brandy Carlile and um, the High Women, I don't know if you've heard about her new project with um, Marin Morris, um, Amanda Shires, and um, I forget what the other woman's name is, but um, all these other female artists are included in, um, Cheryl Crow, um, Dolly Parton's gone in there, and and they are, at the Newport Folk Festival, they were the headlining act, which was a huge deal. Um, but anyway, I just, I love, love, love that idea of female musicians collaborating with one another. So if anybody is hearing this afterwards, if there are any other female artists, I I think it would be so cool to come together and harmonize and maybe have our band members Back up this this powerhouse female group, just as a side project for people.
0: Uh, I, that would be wonderful. Just as a fan, yeah. You know, we we look for that too, and um and I think that's a, a wonderful idea. So like you said, you know, we'll put that out there. And you know, um, uh, question for you. When you um perform, what Venues have you been performing in because unfortunately I haven't heard you live. Yeah, I can't wait to one day um, Where where do you perform and where do you hope to perform?
2: In um, we played uh in Asbury Park, you know the Stone Pony or the Saint. Yeah uh, The Asbury Hotel uh, the Brighton bar um, We've also gone out of state a little bit, you know, uh, we've been to DC, Pennsylvania, Connecticut um, Obviously New York at uh, like Rockwood Music Hall um, and uh we really enjoy actually like you know we do love to play locally but getting out out of the state is really fun for us
1: where um, you're anonymous you know it's it's one of those beautiful things about everybody's on an equal playing field you know you're going you're going to a new venue where everybody who plays there is from out of state so you know the people who come to see the shows love music and mm-hmm. it's like a, an opportunity but um if you were to come the local shows, we like the Asbury a lot, and the Saint, they always have a fantastic sound. So um yeah, so right when we get back there, we really hope to see you out there. Yeah.
0: I, I would love that. And I, I'm assuming it's a bit of a challenge with a 10-month-old. <laughs> you have a good support system when you go and travel. Oh yeah, we do, yeah.
1: So, so we're so lucky. And um, even, so what we said to each other when she was born was, this was even more of a motivator to make this happen and to make this real consistent and something that this child grows up with because we're in a state of our life where things aren't shifting too much you know we've had the child (laughs) so i mean life is going to get crazy i'm sure but we want her to realize that mommy and daddy have this thing that we do and it's not going to slow down so luckily we have a lot of people who probably you know pay us off so that they get to watch her you know so a lot of loving people
0: that's awesome now what do you what is your favorite takeaway when you perform live what what does it do for you I mean obviously as fans you fulfill a need for us do you feel like a need is fulfilled for you when you're on stage um sometimes
2: like I'll you ever like it's like you're lining up the perfect hole-in-one opportunity everything is perfect and sometimes when is that that perfect chord or that perfect start mm-hmm. to the song with everyone you're looking around and, and the bass player where you're connecting and you're smiling and it's like this situation that could not get any better on you could sound amazing the sound is excellent you can see the people out there that are like whoa this is really cool um mm-hmm. when it's in that pocket for me there's nothing better, you know? Um, And then also I I would say for me personally is when you you get off stage and you're off that high and and someone comes up to you and is like, well, that was, that was really fantastic. And then you have a conversation. It's not like, all right, well, you know, you have that conversation and that connection with someone and, and thankfully for us, you know, those connections are continuing, you know, Um, and they'll come to another gig or another show. And then you have more, create more friendships and, you know, and that's inspiring to me.
1: So I think everybody, everybody who does music, who performs it is looking like you were saying, it feels something for you. It feels something for us. Like when you, I think we're, anybody who does music is is given this this gift or this thing that they're supposed to share. So when we're not sharing it, I feel, um, I feel like I'm missing something. You know, and and that also means, you know, we were talking about how we've been we've we've been scheduling these times to record. And each time we schedule it, something happens. Did we think a quarantine was going to stop us? No, (laughs) a a baby put it off, you know, um, some other things. So we're saying, you know what, like we've got to share this music with people. So maybe we need to find out a, a, a new way to do it. Maybe we maybe we record our stuff downstairs, you know, and we give people like you were saying, like people need it especially now they need something something new something like i was saying for me to sit down in, in the basement and just let the music just like just close my eyes and let it just like flow over me so who knows maybe we'll have like a, a demo ep not a not a studio studio ep right
0: right now where where do you you, you know you have mentioned do we do this in the in the basement and record i know a lot of people do that um, with their music have you recorded outside with another um um, studio or have you to this point done the mixing and everything yourselves
2: yeah we uh when we did that ep uh we went up to utica utica new york and it's a studio called big blue north
1: gorgeous
2: Uh, yeah and uh one of the things that we did or we wanted to do um was to kind of get away from our area our comfort zone And, you know, because there's so many great studios where we live. We're very thankful that the music scene is great. There's so many studios. The people are great. But for some reason, we just kind of wanted to get out outside of New New Jersey. And this, this studio we found, we were playing up there a couple of years prior up in Utica, New York. And we went to the studio, and it was exactly where I think we wanted to go. There's no distractions. There's nothing that would take us away from focusing on those songs so um, it's an
1: old church and the the feeling there is just unbelievable and i think we've been waiting for that feeling to happen again there and the hard part is is the timing you know and how things are playing out so um we were saying this quote before don't let perfection be the enemy of good you know so it doesn't have to be perfect but it has to be you know it has to be there so but that Big Blue North was our place, and that was awesome, and it still will be when things get back to normal. Yeah. It, it, it was inspirational
0: to you in many ways, not just because you were secluded, you know, a little bit, but you were also uh, just inspired. It sounds like by the area. It is beautiful up there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it was. It was great. It was a great place. The the people Pam and Jeff are awesome um, to work with, and we had a. It, it wasn't like. Um, It was just like, you know, like, I don't know if you can imagine like the first time you ever get into a studio or you're playing music with your friends that like happy jitter, you know, Mm -hmm. like, wow, this is really, it it wasn't like work. It was just art, you know, and that's always fun when it's like
0: that. I recently interviewed another band and the way they described their first studio
1: session was it was like a kid on Christmas morning. That's what they said. (laughs) The possibilities are endless. That's what it is. Everything's there. And the sound can be anything you want it to be, which is fantastic. Awesome, awesome. It must be an awesome
0: experience. I can only hear it through you. I will never know. <laughs> um, so all of this work that you've been doing, it sounds like, like I said earlier, there's a lot on the horizon. So, and you had said, Patrick, you know, you know, I think you said like eight, nine, 10 songs. So you have a lot ready to go. Um, we have,
2: um the great i said it before like technology i mean you, you we have our phones we have our uh, little recording you know it's a small little project studio that we have nothing big but if we come up with an idea we could just record it and then email it to ourselves or email it to the group um we've compiled a bunch of songs we probably um, have at
1: least like 15 15 yeah. songs that are composed and put together but but now i'll have a vocal on it from A year ago where i'll be like we're gonna fix that (laughs) or you know they'll be we just have to tweak but yeah we yeah we have all these all these songs that we just need to work on a little bit wonderful
0: um so i you know i'm looking forward to hearing all of the new music um and like i said i am a little disappointed i haven't heard you play live yet but you know you're gonna be one of my first stops once the restrictions are (laughs) are lifted because i love your sound um Mm -hmm. maybe can get together again if this pandemic is continuing maybe we could do a live Facebook live or something where we could hear a little bit and you know we'll put it up on Asbury Park vibes for that people. Would be great. so um, you know as long as, as you're up for that I'll be in touch uh, yeah, no sometime in the near future because I would love for people to hear you more too so you know you. as yeah. long as you squeeze us in between the I, I remember what it was like with my 10 month with my at a 10 month old <laughs>
1: Well, you've got us during nap time. We could either do it now
0: or when <laughs> she goes to bed at night. So we're good. Right. So we'll time it just right. But um, but thank you so much for talking with me today. It's been such a pleasure.
1: Thank you for thank having you. us. Thank you so much.
0: Thank uh, you. you know, uh, good luck with uh, your continued recordings and, and collaborations. And um, we will definitely be in touch. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. Bye. You, you too.
1: Bye. I'm tired of lying.